For 25 years, Christ Faith Tabernacle has spread across the globe, empowering the saints for the season of the Lord's return. This season has arrived. Join Apostle Alfred and Reverend Pierre Williams in this year of God's glory as we celebrate the Christ Faith Tabernacle 25th year jubilee from the 23rd of February to the 1st of March. Our name shall be great. Nation will come out of us. The Lord has blessed us and nobody can revoke it. Be empowered alongside ministers from across the globe to walk in the miraculous, see healings, miracles, signs and wonders in your ministry. Come and celebrate 25 incredible years that have seen Christ Faith Tabernacle spread across the globe, meeting dignitaries and changing nations. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus by the blood of the risen Lord. Let them see Jesus shine through your life like never before. And you are bulletproof as long as you are walking under the covering of the Almighty. You got to know that God has set you apart special. God is very, very marked in every little thing. The Christ Faith Tabernacle Silver Jubilee. Leadership training daily. Power Miracle Nights every evening from 7 p.m. And the official dedication of the incredible CFT Cathedral Woolwich on Sunday, March the 1st at 4 p.m. The venue, CFT Cathedral, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE 18, 6NL. Visit cftchurches.org or call 020-8316-2332. The gift of God in a man of God. He is the senior pastor of um, Abundant, Abundant Life Christian Ministries. Abundant Life Christian Ministries. Atlanta, North Carolina, to do a conference. He gave his church. Never knew me, never heard of me. And he gave his church. I believe that things of such doesn't happen because somebody is smart. It happens because God has a divine connection. And when I, missed, when I met him, he looked to me like my missing link. I look for men who do not defile themselves. Men who had opportunity to mess up, but they decided not to. For the gospel's sake, men who have swam the ocean so that the river cannot threaten them. I didn't know much of him. When I stepped on his pulpit, the first things I knew of him, Holy Spirit was telling me, and I was saying those things. And when the Holy Spirit gave me the volume about him, I recognized why I'm on that altar. That an eternal journey had begun in North Carolina. I told him the last time I went, he said to me before, ah, Apostle, when you come in November, we will start CFT Church. I said, you are the CFT Church there. There is no starting CFT Church in that place. Because God had planted a man like him there. And every resource that CFT London has, we will put together to support that work that is in North Carolina. He, he, they spoiled us when we went to North Carolina, but we are just starting to spoil him now. By tomorrow, by the grace of God, we will begin to spoil him. So I put our hands together and welcome Dr. Andrew Lockhart. Put your hands together, church. 
Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a good hand praise. Everybody. <coughs> Amen. You know, I personally believe that God predetermined all things after the counsel of his own will. And so I know that the meeting, uh, uh, Apostle Alpha coming to North Carolina, to the U.S., to North Carolina, and uh, God divinely arranged the whole thing. And then when I heard the prophetic utterance that he gave concerning my life, he went from about nine years old all the way to where I'm at now, and in detail what he said. Matter of fact, I wasn't there, but all my leaders say, Pastor, you, the first service, when he gave the word, I wasn't there. All the leaders said, Pastor, you got to hear this man, because it was so detailed. How many of you know that God got a man among us that walk with him and hear his voice? And the person of Apostle Alfred Williams. Come on. Christ Faith Tabernacle, let's celebrate the gift. And of course, Mama Oma, as a mother indeed, amen. Let's thank God for her life as well. And then we celebrate the covenant ministry gifts and relationships, amen, that we have been privileged to meet and to partake of the grace of God on their life in the person of Apostle Tuff and, and also Prophet Robin. Amen. Thank God for the ministry gifts. Hallelujah. And of course, PVM ministry, ministers, we celebrate and honor you guys. Amen. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. All of God's people are precious. Amen. While we stand in please, let us pray. Father, we thank you now for this time that we gather around the word of God. According to Romans 10 and 17, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. We believe tonight that revelation knowledge will flow freely in this place, unhindered, unchecked by any demonic force of power. You always confirm your word, Lord, with signs following we come in agreement with 1 John 4 and 4 that we are of God and have overcome the wicked one. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Therefore we believe that we receive those things that pertain unto life and godliness. And the believer shall say, put your hands together because you love Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Well, I'm going to get right back into some of the things that we were sharing today in our last uh, session relating to Christian leadership. And tonight my assignment is to deal with preparing God's people for the coming of the Lord. Amen. And so we will pick up from the principal teaching that we've been doing looking in the life of Daniel. If you'll turn your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Daniel, chapter three, chapter six, and we'll look at verse six of that particular book. Amen. Thank the Lord for the praise and worship ministry. Amen. Thank God for you guys. 
All right, all right. In Daniel chapter 6, we're going to look at verse 3 of that particular book and we'll pick up as we've been looking at the exceptional qualities in the life of a prophet that has helped shaping our leadership in this contemporary time. And uh, today we picked out from uh, looking at his life several areas that we focus in on, and that was uh, godliness and self-discipline. We said this morning to you that if you fail in the area of management of self, you will fail in every other area. Amen. Because if you're not faithful with Lola, God will not give you much. We discovered according to the book of Corinthians, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Lord. Amen. That we've been bought with a price and that you're not your own. And we're told to glorify God in our bodies. Amen. So that the believer, the leaders of, of the day must be people who have discipline in their life. And that was one of the qualities that we were able to glean from this prophet Daniel. But I believe the Lord will have us to go into a whole nother area tonight because this is another session. And so we want to lift out verse 3 of that book. Uh, ready, let us read. I'm reading from the NIV. It said, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators, the satrap, and by his exceptional qualities. By what? Exceptional qualities. That is that he distinguished himself. He was not average. Amen. He was different by purpose. And so we followed his life to see that, number one, when he first mentioned on the scene in Daniel chapter 1, it said that he refused to defile himself with the king's food and the king's wine. Amen. He petitioned the chief, saying, uh, let me eat another diet. And the Bible said God gave him favor with the chief, amen, and he honored his request. And so he refused to defile himself. In other words, Daniel exercised self-control. And we built from that seeing that one of the, one of the major attributes that stood out in his life, he was a man of excellence, he was faithful. Amen. The Bible say also that the king suffered no loss because of Daniel. So he, he, he did not have negligence in his life. Amen. And so tonight we want to build from that. In 1 Peter, let's look at something in 1 Peter. In other words... We learning from Daniel life that you don't have to fail and you don't have to fall. That Daniel went through at least three empires, amen, without failing or falling. And that's, that's, uh, that's enormous success in and of itself. 
I want to look at the person next to you and tell them, say, you don't have to fail. And you don't have to fall. Did you know, let me give you some statistics here. Did you know that 1,500 pastors quit, quit the calling of God every month? 1,500 pastors. 4,000 churches open a year. 7,000 churches close every year in the U.S. alone. In the U.S. alone. 50% of all pastors' marriage end in failure or divorces. But Daniel's showing us you don't have to fail. And you don't have to fall. Amen. There's got to be something that's causing leadership on this level to fall. Isn't it? It's not just happening. Come on, talk to me. Something is taking place. Something must be wrong. And I believe Daniel can help us uh, get a better perspective by looking at his life. And so in in Second Peter chapter 1, notice the scripture said he had exceptional qualities. And so we went over all those qualities today and even... Uh, showed you that he had strong, he had strong prayer life, strong word life, strong convictions, and all of those was foundational. Amen. He did not, he, he took the time to build those qualities in his life so that he would be successful in government. Amen. And successful with God. Successful in leadership and successful with God. Uh, Second Peter, chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse, I think we'll start at verse 4. Today I started at verse 5, but let's start at verse 4 because it's delicious. Amen? Amen. Let's look at verse 4. It says, through these he have given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, participate in the divine nature, and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. That you may escape the corruption that's in the world caused by evil desires. By that divine nature. In other words, the God factor supposed to make a difference in the life of the believer. Amen. Yes, things all over the world. You know, we're in fearful times, but we don't have to be afraid. Talk to me. Amen. Why? We got the God factor. He that is in us is greater than those that are, that are against us. Greater is he who is in me and you than he that is in the world. And the believer shall say, Amen. Let's look on now at the next passage of Scripture here. It says, For this very reason, for this very, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance or endurance, and to perseverance, what? Godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. 
For if you possess these qualities, these what? Daniel had exceptional qualities, but the Bible here telling us, men, you have access to the same exceptional qualities. And the Lord just gave us an alignment of those qualities. He's, he's, he's talking about them right here. He said, for if you possess these qualities in increased measure, they will keep you from being in, ineffective. Ineffective is lacking the ability or skills to perform effectively. Amen. Unproductive, that is not producing the desired result. In your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but if, but if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted, blind, and has forgotten he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brother, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall or fail. I mean, you believe God can bring you to a place he can keep you from falling and present us faultless against the day that we're living in. Hallelujah. Well, then that's something that we got to get a hold to, and that is continue looking from this prophet's life that we're learning from. First of all, when we look at Daniel in Daniel chapter 6, two things stands out with me that we want to address tonight. Number one, that Daniel had a knowledge of God. He had a knowledge of God. Two, he could hear from God and receive from him. That's powerful, ain't it? Number one, he had a knowledge of God. Why is that so important? Because I remember hearing the king said, Daniel, your God who you trust, he will deliver you from the lion's den. Here it is, a pagan king saw the lifestyle that this man had such a knowledge and an insight of God. He said, God will deliver you. Come on, talk to me. Amen. God will, your God who you serve will deliver you because you trust in him. Really, one of the essence of faith, I think one of the reasons why faith is so confusing because one of the essence of faith, in its simpleness, faith is a knowledge of who God is. Let me say that to you again. You get, a knowledge, you get knowledge of God, you will automatically have faith without exercising or trying to get faith. It'll just come inside of you. Because once you get a knowledge of who God is, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. So, number one, Daniel had a knowledge of who God was. Number two, he also could hear from God for himself. That's important. Amen. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. I don't think nothing puts you in the empowerment zone like coming to a place that you can hear God's voice and receive instruction from him. Talk to me. Talk to me tonight. Amen. I'm tired too, but we're going to work on this. <laughs> Lift your hand and give God some praise, everybody. Come on here. Come on, Christ Faith Tabernacle. Huh? 
So what was the first two things I said about Daniel? Number one, he what? Number two? Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go on now. So we saw in 1 Peter, God is able, the Bible says, by these things, by these qualities, they will keep, they will, they will bring us to a place where we're not ineffective nor unproductive. So we're not just busy doing something, but we're getting results in what we're doing. Amen. All right. Once again, say that with me. Faith is a knowledge of who God is. That's so important because the Bible said in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who come to God must believe that he is, watch this, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, in our, in our nation, we thought he said, seek something you want. But that ain't what the scripture said. The scripture said, God will reward you for seeking after him. And I believe he'll give us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. In Hebrews 11 and 33, it tells us that through faith, the promises was received. Amen. That's how we get what God promised us. Come on, stay with me now. Hebrews 11 and 33. Let's go over there and look at that for a moment. Hebrews 11 and 33. It says, Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administrated justice, gained what was promised. How do you get the promises of God? By your faith. Amen. We talk about preparing God's people for the coming of the Lord. Amen. How do we get what God promised us? By the exercising of our faith. I believe according to Galatians 3.13, it said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. But it's written, cursed is everyone that hang on a tree so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And I submit to you that every other promise of God you get by your faith. Mm, let me say that again. The scriptures say, as you have begun in him, so you shall continue in him. The promises of God was received by faith. By the Spirit was received by faith. But every other promise you get from God is received by your faith. Amen. Now, the Bible also said in the same book of Hebrews 11, we look at verse uh, 29 of the same book. It says something over here that I think uh, uh, stands out. It says at verse 29, By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. I think the King James said, And when the Egyptians assailed to do, that's the word that was used, they were drowned. Amen. 
You said, why, was they, why, why did one people cross over on, a dry, on dry land, cross the Red Sea, but when the Egyptians tried to do it, they drowned? I'm talking about God who is able to keep us from failing and to keep us from falling. When everybody else is failing and falling, we don't have to. The Bible says they tried to do what they saw the, the children of Israel doing under the instruction of Moses. You say, what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference was. When Moses stood out there and walked across that Red Sea with the children of Israel, it's because he heard God speak to him. But the Egyptians tried to do it because they saw somebody doing what they thought they could do. One of the major fa failures in the body of Christ is people are trying to do what they see somebody else doing. But they ain't heard God tell them nothing about doing it. And of course they drown. And then they say, this stuff don't work. How can God give you anything that don't work? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So once again, I said Daniel had a knowledge of who God was. And he also heard from God. He had a relationship with God where God talked to him and he heard him. Give me some help here. Maybe I need to quit apostling this start just tomorrow. Oh, okay, I keep on going then since you look at me like that. No, the Bible said, the Bible showed us Daniel knew God. He had a relationship with him. Because when the king made the edict, I'm going to kill every magician, all that are involved in, in the astrologers, and, and, and the Bible said, and he was in a hurry to do it, Daniel petitioned the chief and said, wait a minute, talk to the king, tell him he don't have to do it, just give me some time. And he sought God. And when he sought God, God gave him the interpretation of what the king dreamed and what the king saw and what it meant. He heard from God. Talk to me. Talk to me. I say he heard from God. If Daniel can hear from God, me and you can hear from God. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I've learned I got to hear from God for myself. Thank God for all the giftings in the kingdom. But I've learned I must hear from him for myself. Amen. Because if I can't hear from God, then he must be a respectable person. That if he's talking to everybody else and won't talk to me, and I'm bought by the same blood they bought by. Hallelujah. Thank you for your enthusiasm there. <laughs> Let me go on. Let me go on here. So why, 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 why they tried to do what Moses and the children of Israel did and they drowned? Why? Because they did not hear from God. Amen. And, and that's one of the crises of men and women failing, and especially in my nation. Amen. Prominent men, prominent leadership who are falling. 
and failing. Amen. Because they are doing what somebody else was doing, but they really didn't hear God for themselves. Now, why? what's driving that? Because they want to be successful. But I think we need a whole new working definition for success. Because it is that driving force that's getting them in trouble. Amen. And it can drive you. But how I do mean, you know God wants us successful? I mean, you can't read the scriptures and not know that. But what, what the world calls success and what God calls success is not the same thing. Joshua 1 and 8, God told Joshua, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah. I believe God can make you successful right here in London, England. I believe God can make us successful in the I believe God can make you successful anywhere on the globe. Because God is the one that makes the difference. But what is success? I think this gives us a better working definition of what success is. I heard Apostle Tuck shared it in one of the sessions, and of course I, I had already had this as well. And it's simply success is effectiveness. In your assignment. Success is effectiveness in your assignment. Amen. To be successful in life means to put your heart fully into what you're doing. Look at Colossians chapter 3 with me for a moment. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 23 of that particular book. Listen what it says. Colossians 3 and 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. With all your what? As working for the Lord and not for man. As working for who? The Lord. the Lord and not for man. What else he says to us here? Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ your servant. It is who? Leaders, who are we serving? The Lord, the Lord Christ. And the Bible said we must work as unto him, knowing that from him we shall receive a reward. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But the reward shouldn't just be the motivating uh, 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 factor. It should be we loved him because he first loved us and have washed us from our sins by his own blood. Talk to me, somebody. Gave us a new name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we serve the Lord Christ. Who are we serving? The Lord Christ. Anyone, watch this, verse 25. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for his wrong. There's no favoritism. In other words, don't let who's doing wrong affect you. You just keep doing right. 
Keep doing what the Lord has given you to do and do it from your heart. And the believer shall say, what are the two things I say about Moses, that st- about Daniel that stood out? Number one, what? Number two, what else? What can we use? What can we, how can we know in these times of confusion and, 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 and mass confusion when it comes to God speaking or giving us something? Talk to me. What is a gauge that we can go by? and better use what can, how can we discern a word from the Lord when it's a word from the Lord how can we discern it amen I believe that the scriptures give us some indicators to help us so that we don't fall or get in error by thinking we walk walking on something that the Lord gave amen so there are several things that I believe that will help us gauge that number one I believe that we can discern a word from the Lord when that there is, when it gives instructions. It will give instructions. How many of you believe that? We get a word from the Lord, usually come with instructions. Proverbs 8 and 33 say, receive instructions and be wise and refuse it not. Proverbs 8, 33, receive instruction and what? Be wise, and then he say, refuse it not. So a lot of times people can get instruction from the Lord, but they refuse it. So it would be as if the Lord did not speak to you. Amen? But he did. But when God gives instruction, I also believe wholeheartedly that it will never contradict the, writ- the written word. Amen? Number two, when God gives us a word, It'll give you peace in the midst of adversity and circumstances. Philippians 4 and 7 says that, that uh, be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will guard your mind and heart. Amen. And then it goes on down and say, and the God of peace shall be with you. Not only just peace, I love that. Have you ever been in a place where God had to give you peace? Well, not only does he give you peace, but the God of peace is present. And that's critical because it takes peace to put on the coat of patience. Because some adversity and circumstances are not going to turn overnight. You have to outlast it. Amen. Some situations can be so pressing and trying that it will not turn around overnight. You have to endure it. God takes you through it instead of taking you out of it. And so peace is necessary for me to put on patience. Why? Because James says, patience will cause me to be entire complete, lacking nothing. This is important, ain't it? I need patience, I need peace, and I need endurance. Amen? All right. So we see then that the Scripture tells us that, uh, that God will give us peace in the midst of adversity. And so, so when many times when God gives us a word, it comes with peace. Amen. And then also, as we've been hearing today, that the, God will speak and it comes as a word of prophecy. That speak to your problem 
and your future at the same time. I'll say it again. It'll come as a word of prophecy that speaks to your problem and your future at the same time. And what else? What else? Another way when God speaks, what else could happen? It come as a warning. Anybody here besides me, have God ever warned you before? Huh? The warning tell you what to do and what not to do. Amen. God will tell you what to do, what not to do. Where to go, where not to go. He's warning us. Amen. Praise God in whom all blessings flow. Put your hands together and thank him right there for a moment. Come on now. Amen. Daniel 6 and 3 says to us there were exceptional qualities in Daniel's life where he outlasts government that he served in and they will prepare us that will prepare us for the return of the Lord. Amen. If Daniel could outlive and outlast governments and empires, how many of you know this can keep me and you from falling? Amen. So we said first we need to redefine success. Amen. We said success is effectiveness in your assignment. Joshua 1 and 8, write it down. Joshua 1 and 8. The next thing we said, success is, being successful in life is putting your heart fully into what you are doing. Fully into what you are doing. What else can we grab from the principle or the life of Daniel? That Daniel made major decisions constantly, not for himself, but for the sake of his people. Talk to me. So in contemporary today, we would say evangelism would be a high priority for success. Evangelism. That is the caring for people. God has special blessings that come on men and women when they have a heart to care for his people. Amen. You know, it's very common, not just in, in, in our nation, but in many places, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, not just in the U.S., but people are not caring for people. They're caring about what they can get from people. Let me say that again. I say, see, leaders, leaders are not falling by accident. It's motivation, things that's driving people to fail and to fall in life. Amen. And uh, part of the session tonight for me is to give some insight into least that will help me and you become more sharper and preparing our hearts and life for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. We got to care for people, and you, can care, you only care for people by serving people. Amen. We brought that out, that a, that, that a leader is simply a servant who's been promoted. The Bible said about the Lord Jesus Christ, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came. His mission was to, to come to those who were lost. And when you care for people, God began to do some special things for you. Amen. And it keeps us from falling. It keeps selfish, selfishness out of us and pride 
out of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 8 say, Knowing that any good thing any man does, the same shall he receive from the Lord, whether you're born or free. Notice he didn't say, he didn't say what you're going to get from people is by what you do for people. And that people are going to turn around and pay you back. That ain't what he said. He said, knowing that any good thing any man does, the same shall he receive from the Lord. It means when I do good from you, God say, all right, I got you. Talk to me. And when you do good for somebody else, the Lord say, I'll take care of that. Talk to me. Amen. So that we don't hold people hostage for every little thing we do for them. Amen. All right. Let me go on here. See, evangelism. That's a high priority with God, the caring for people. Genesis 12, 1 through 3, the Lord told Abraham, he told him to leave his father's house, leave his family, and, and go to a land that I will show you. Then he began to declare what he would do for him. He said, I will bless you, but in blessing you, you will become a blessing. And by you, all families on the face of the earth shall be blessed. And the Bible says, after Abraham heard from God, he departed. That's what made him a man of faith. He walked out on what God said, cutting all ties with family, culture, nation, and everything. He followed God. Amen. And was he blessed? Talk to me, somebody. Was he blessed? I say, was he blessed? And when we do what God tells us to do, we are blessed. We are blessed. That means God, God, when we speak of blessing, it means God helping us on our journey. No matter what you face, you're going to face some things, but when you're blessed, God is there helping you. So no matter how it looks, no matter what challenge us, no matter what we face, God is committed to help you. And blessing always speaks up to the end of a thing. Amen. That's why Ecclesiastes says the end of a thing is better. Huh? Though your latter be, be small, yet your, though your beginning be small, your latter end should greatly increase. Greatly increase. Amen. So we don't despise the day of small beginning, do we? Because God promised to greatly increase us. All right. Now look at St. John uh, 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 12 with me for a moment here. St. John 12 and verse 24. Are you receiving? Yes. All right, St. John 12 and verse 24. Thank you, Father. Listen what it says, please, at verse 24 of that particular book. He said, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat fall to the ground, a kernel of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Come on, talk to me. Whoever serve me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. Watch this. My father will honor the one who served me. My father will honor 
another one who served me. That's what Jesus said. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, so you can't serve, you, listen to me, you can't serve God without serving people. Let me say it again. Let me say it again because nobody was excited about that but apostles. You can't serve God without serving people. We'll call the service. All right, since you're so, <laughs> since you're so excited, I'm going to give you a couple more here. Amen. <laughs> What's the next one that we see in Daniel's life? Daniel was a man of integrity. What is integrity? It's almost a lost thing today in our society. It meant he was honest, refusing to lie. Amen. It means he could lie, but he disciplined himself not to lie, even for short-term benefits. Amen. <laughs> integrity. We must have integrity. Come on, talk to me. Honesty implying refusing to lie, steal, or be deceitful in any way. Becoming a person of your word. When you give your word, I heard Apostle Tuff referencing him once again, brought that out in one of his sessions. We must be people of our word. We give our word and we do all that we can to keep it good. Amen. That's one of the things, let, let me tell you, that stands out with me already about Apostle Alfred. That just have stood out with me. It resonated. Even my wife said that. She said, this man is different. Because she doesn't see me in relationship with quite a few people. She said, this man is different. She's, matter of fact, <laughs> Apostle may be one of the first men that I see that she really didn't know and immediately put her blessing on the relationship. Come on. Then that means you ain't knowing a man by the flesh. You're knowing him by the spirit. Because that's how you really know a person. It's like I've been knowing this man all my life, and yet I just only know him a couple of years. But it's a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual journey. Amen. And one of the things that stands out to me, he's a man of his word. Talk to me. You see, let me tell you something I learned. People be wanting people's anointing and without any idea of what it's going to cost you to get somebody mantle that's on their life. The price that's paid for what you see. But many times, it's not in the obvious that is producing what we're looking at. It's those qualities that don't have a lot of attention on it. Like he say one thing and he mean what he says. Come on. Well, I'm going to go ahead and rest with y'all because y'all resting tonight. <laughs> We're going to pick up tomorrow. Amen. All right. Come on, say integrity. What's the next thing here? Faith. Say faith. The Bible said in Luke 18 and 8, when the Son of Man come, will he find faith in all the earth? It means that our society is trying to bring you and me to a place where we are faithless. Faithless. Where people are relying on government. Talk to me. Listen to me. Where they're relying on government, armed forces, and some of everything else. But the Bible says, some trust in horses, some in shields. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. 
On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Jesus asked the question, and he gave it an illustration of a woman who went to a judge and petitioned him, him for her right. And the Bible said she was a widow woman, and the judge re denied her repeatedly. But the Bible said, but she kept coming back. She kept coming back. And then the Bible said, hear what the unjust judge said. This woman persistence, her perseverance turned a no to a yeah, a denial to a, re, a, a request granted. And it was nothing but her grit, her sticking with something till she got the end result. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God, don't he tell him, will come speedily to revenge his elect. Amen. Amen. When the Son of Man come, will he find faith in all the earth? What was he calling faith? Will I find men and women who are standing on the word, trusting in what they heard? Or being swayed by the times? Being affected by the times? Give me some help here tonight. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Will we be seduced by the times and drawn away from the faith? Peter said, after your faith been tried over and over again, your faith become more precious than gold itself and silver. Amen. Your faith become precious. After you don't walk with God for a while, how I many you know he's not expecting you to trust him? He's not expecting you to believe him. Amen. He started expecting that from you, and your faith become precious to you. You begin seeing that there's a faith principle and a faith process that will bring anything to your life, to your ministry, to your calling that pertain unto life and godliness. That it defies the odds. It breaks down barriers. Come on, talk to me. No, no, I ain't talking about this, this, this superficial faith. I'm talking about where you know God, you have heard God speak. And you know that faithful is he who promised for he will do it. Hallelujah. He will do it for you. So faith is part of this uh, process and the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 4, that whatsoever is born of God overcome the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Amen. Amen. And then in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 and 29, we saw when these blind men came to the Lord, and they petitioned him to open their eyes, and Jesus turns to them and says, Be it unto you according to your faith. According to your faith. Amen. Praise God. I say praise God. Praise God. So faith then is acting on the word of God. Faith is, is believing that God is able to do what he say he will do. How we say, how we know that? The Bible said Abraham was fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. 
You got to believe in God's ableness, his ability to do whatever he promised you, he can do it. And that's where faith starts at. You got to believe in his ableness. Then you got to believe in his willingness. Talk to me. I think I'm going to close it here. You got to believe in his willingness. I remember reading about this man who was a leper. He came to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. That's what he said. How I many you know sometimes life conditions can get people in a place in life? Yeah, he was in essence saying, Lord, I'm in a mess. I'm in a mess. And I haven't heard about your power. I know you got the power. I just don't know you're willing to help somebody as messed up as me. And the Lord said, forever selling it, I will be thou clean. Talk to me, somebody. I will. And that's what he's saying tonight to me and you. No matter what you're facing, what we're looking at, what stands up against us, he's still saying, I will. I will. I will to do it. The man had, like most of us, had more faith in his power than he did in his love. God is not just power. God is love who have all power. And he had turned heaven and hell upside down to help one of his children. And the believers shall say, glory to Jesus, hallelujah. I said, glory to Jesus, hallelujah. You find that in Matthew 8, 1 through 4. Then we also see that believing that you receive when you pray for something. Mark eleven twenty four. He said, whatever things you desire when you pray, we got to believe in a God that while we call in him, he will answer us. And show us great and mighty things that we don't know about. Amen. Amen. And he said, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. You'll have them. Just believe. You know, sometimes you start thinking, God, how am I going to do this? How how is this going to happen? I don't know nobody. That ain't your business. Your job is simply believe that you receive it and leave the outcome to God. Who he use, how he use them, it's his business. I need some help in here tonight. I said, I need some help in here tonight. And last but certainly not least, and I'm certainly ain't finished, but he, we must call things that be not as though they were. Amen. God who gives life to the dead. Man, something happened to me when I read that verse of the scripture. It like it lodged in my spirit and it churns in me. God who gives life to the dead. Simply put, it is never too late with God. It can be dead and God can give life to it. Even if it's dead, he can give life to it. Come on, talk to me somebody. He can make the dead get up. Dead life, dead marriages, dead relationship, dead situation. God who gives life to the dead. But what he needs from me and you, we got to call the thing that be not as if it's were. If it's were. We call the end result. And the believer shall say, put your hands together. Let's welcome Apostle. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I, will I wish that um, 
Dub can speak. <laughs> I don't know why he's tough. But those of you who were in the morning and you heard Apostle Tom, I talk, and Prophet Hancock, and a few things I was saying, especially when they were in there. Can you hear God say the same thing? Unless the grain of corn cannot fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Tell someone beside you, some may trust in horses. Where's Brother OG? Don't wait with the choir whenever you are coming in. You come this way and get to the mic to the speaker. Oh, your keyboard. Say to somebody, some may trust in horses. Some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful, awe-inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen, people healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The Word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I wanted to know this, that there is a God in heaven who has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and by Him, anyone who believes in Him, carry the very authority of God which, with which He created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events. Overcomers Night Vigil. Hear the voice of God. Receive life-changing teaching. Be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7pm. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral, Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18 6NL.